Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast, our platform where we have candid conversations on today's topics to help connect our community. Be sure to check us out at restoringourcity.org where you can find the latest content. Follow us on social media at Restoring Our City on Facebook and Instagram and The Rock Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. You can also submit your anonymous questions to us on our website via the Ask Me Anything link. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and also on Spotify, where you can watch the video version of the podcast and answer poll questions and Q&As. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast. We are excited to bring you a special episode. We want to talk a little bit about what's happening in our community and our world at large. Obviously, um, some of the recent news about the Russian invasion into Ukraine is at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And I'm here with my um, my fellow co-hosts, Jesswin Thomas and Bajoy Samuel, uh, to kind of talk about some of those things because it impacts community. So guys, how's it going? It's going okay, man. You know, I, I was just, as you were making that intro, I started to feel like we're like back in World War II, like announcers or radio people, you know, like yeah. talking about a war yeah, that's yeah. happening, you know, yeah. or it's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. You know, I'm with you. It feels surreal to kind of go from history books to seeing some of this stuff happening in present day. And then I couldn't help but just think about the series that we're in, but, you know, kind of taking it aside and they'll know we're Christians by our our love. And I think this is a great conversation to have, right? Like in the midst of this, how do we show our, our love is something I'm very curious to see what, you know, we talk about in that in, in regards to that topic. Yeah. And I think it's just apt to talk about it because first of all, we don't want to just be reactionary to things. I, I don't want to say that. I don't think I'm not a, a political science major or anything like that to be an expert in some of these topics. And I think the world itself is learning day by day, minute by minute, information is coming in. But do we care about our communities? And you know, our title of our podcast is Restoring Our City. And there's cities being destroyed and people being impacted. And I think it's it's important for us to talk about that and and how we can address some of those types of things and and asking the question, why should we care about some of these issues in the world? And so guys, if I just had to ask you that question, what should the Christian response to war be? What would you say? I would say it depends. Uh, I think, you know, all actions are based on motive. And so the question is one of, of motive. And I think, you know, when I think about history, right, like you, you think about World War II, right? And someone like a Hitler that's in power and there's a genocide going on, would you take the stance to say, hey, we should definitely not go to war because we're pacifists? You know, I think I, I think I would tend to disagree with you there. But at the same time, when you see, um, you know, other wars or, or things going on where the motive is maybe completely economical, right? Like, would you say it's justified in that? No, I think the answer is there can't be a universal response because it really depends on on motive here. But I will say, no matter what the motive is, the sad thing is that all war has negative impacts on actual people and actual lives. So. My personal take is if it can be avoided, it ought to be avoided. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that too. It's it's hard to just take a hard stance and say no war or 
you know, yes or, right? It really depends on the situation and what Justin was saying. What's our motive for it? You know, a lot of times, like, is the is the reason for this war based on political agendas? Is it based on, you know, some kind of uh, gain for specific countries? Or is it purely to protect uh, the lives and the humanity of people, right? Yeah, and I think that's true. And in, in, we have to really, really be careful on, on making quick decisions. And then sometimes I'm really glad that, you know, I'm not the president of the United States because that's a heavy, heavy decision. Here we are in 2022 and on the brink of, man, it looks like it's pretty crazy out there. And we have to start thinking about our response as a Christian community as well. So can you believe that it's 2022 and we're still like, I was texting you guys this earlier that we're, that we're still like war and invasions and all these kinds of things are still a part of our, our, our news feeds and, mm-hmm. and areas of concern, you know? That's true. Yeah. It's like, since I was in high school, I mean, we talk about Afghanistan and Iraq and all yeah. this kind of stuff. It was just like, I remember, man, I'm real, I'm super old, but like the Gulf war, like 1991, geez. It's like, I remember that. Um, it was, it's crazy. It just seems like it's been a part of our lives. And when it's like a time of peace, that seems like the anomaly, right? When there is nothing yeah. happening overseas. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too is, is maybe we're, we're just a little bit surprised on this conflict because it is occurring in Europe, right? Whereas other parts of the world, you know, often places that we may not really care about, or maybe there just isn't a concern as, as the United States to care about wars and conflicts that are going on in places like Africa that are going on in places uh, like Asia and other parts of the world. I think maybe this is just uniquely there uh, on a global scale because of who is involved uh, rather than maybe taking a better inventory and saying like, hey, you know, wars might be a lot more common than we, we think. Yeah, and I, I think that kind of brings me to the kind of core root of this. Why should we care? Like, what's... What's the big deal about this? Because obviously it's on the news, it's all over the place, but it's happening across the world and maybe not directly impacting us from what we can see right now, right? But why should we care as a Christian community? I think why should we care? Forget just Christian community. Why should we just care as people, right? I think there's just something about like thing. It's one of those things where you don't really care about something and it doesn't impact you until it happens to you, right? Or until it's in your backyard, so all these things that are happening in the world is conflict. Those things have been going on for a long time, you know, but for as humans, right, we should care because there are other people's lives that are being impacted by it. Even if it's not impacting ours, they're still like, there's lives that are being lost. There are families that are being destroyed. There's livelihoods that are being affected by it. I think one thing is to realize, hey, there's descriptions in these conflicts as well. And, and just thinking about you know, articles that I've read um, in terms of, you know, other believers, brothers and sisters that we have in Christ that are choosing to stay uh, in these, these conflict and war zones. I think sometimes we're just in our little bubble, right? When we think about our church and we think about the problems at our church and we think about the improvements that we need in preaching, children's ministry, worship, whatever you can name. And we, we just think about Christianity in terms of a bubble, but we never have this perspective of the universal body, right? And I think it's something that um, we ought to have. And I think Christians did have. And I think it's it's something that's been on the forefront of my mind. It's like, hey, as a global body, what's happening specifically um, there right now with, with Ukrainian brothers and sisters and Russian brothers and sisters that are in the crux of this conflict? 
Yeah. And then you get kind of the conversation about, you know, people trying to escape the country and leave and find a safe place to live. And that's always been part of the international conversation, right? Like, what do we do with the refugees, right? And how do we take them in? And I think even as a church community, I think that's always been a hot topic of what we do with refugees, which seems like the, you know, natural thing is let's just take them in and let's kind of help them out. But that's obviously a, p- a big piece of this where we should care because there's people's lives at stake, like you said, Bajoy. Um, but it's half a world away, right? And, and it just seems like it's so distant. So it, why does this resonate maybe to some people here in the States? Because maybe it just seems like it's big, bad Russia, and they've always been like the arch enemy number one. Does it feel like it's a little bit uh, more impactful because it's this massive country it's not like this small little unknown place that we don't hear about all the time is that why it maybe it seems to resonate more yeah i think you know there's there's definitely some truth uh in that but also just to think about the united states in general i think we're a global melting pot um in fact we were out to dinner a couple nights ago um in chicago and I, I saw, um, you know, a protest and a demonstration um, by individuals against, you know, this war uh, happening in Ukraine and Russia at the moment. And just to think that, you know, Chicago being a city of so many different ethnicities, we have a place in our city called Ukrainian Village, right? Like that just gives us some idea of, you know, how um, people that we know are maybe we're not as... Um, impacted by this in, in terms of an ethnic like standpoint, um, maybe some of us have family in Ukraine and Russia. I don't know. You know, I can't speak for you, but I guarantee you there is a coworker, there is a neighbor, there is someone that you might be close to that definitely feels the impacts of this more than we do. And it's just about caring for even our neighbor that isn't a world away. They are at our doorstep. They are here in our city, um, and they are you know out there. I think one of the things that we sometimes we forget is that it's not like there was some kind of democratic vote where, you know, anytime war happens or it's like, all right, general public, what do you guys think? Should we go to war? Should we not like just choose your own adventure type thing? These decisions are being made by just a few people on either sides, right? Like, and they're speaking and leading on behalf of the entire country. So, you know, who knows if like in this case of Russia versus Ukraine, right? If all the Russians agree with this, right? We know that their leadership does, right? But so I think sometimes these wars and these these decisions to act and move in this way, like, it's not a consensus shared by everybody in that country. Sometimes it's just, it's dictated by a few people for whatever agenda or purpose that they feel, you know? Yeah, and, and just to add to that, joy you know one thing i was thinking about is so often when we go to vote we think about a whole slew of issues that impact our vote right and we we talked about it a little bit in our previous episodes maybe some moral issues maybe some you know economic issues uh, different things that we like really passionately care about but war is always one of those uh things that may not always be in the forefront of our mind but Technically, you know, the president is the quote unquote commander in chief of what of our military. And if a conflict like this gets big enough, you know, it it does, it will impact us. And so, uh, you know, surprisingly, like how often do I think about these, these concepts and where our leaders stand on issues of war when I actually go to the polls? 
I was, uh, I think what Jobin said before was right. Like, I'm glad we're not the president or that those decisions lie in our hands. Right. Like that's a tough, it's easy for everyone to have an, uh, an like a comment on it or feedback on how that should be done. But if we're there, like that's a different, it's a different situation, you know? Yeah. But how much more than does th- those verses that say like play for your leaders like matter, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. care what side of the aisle you fall on. That's something we all have to pray for because these things require a lot of wisdom and a wrong decision can be catastrophic. And pray for the leaders that maybe you didn't even vote for, right? Like, and I feel like I'm hearing a lot of that in kind of our, you know, maybe it's the echo chambers that we're in or whatever the algorithm is telling us. It's just, there's a lot of blaming going around and You know, I wanted to ask you guys too about this because yes, we should care and we should really care about the lives of people that are at stake. But, you know, when there's a problem, people look for somebody to blame. And it seems like a lot of times there's always this like finger pointing kind of nature to it. So um, where does that come in? Because yes, we have to act. We have to be informed as well. And there's a lot of like, hey, this is not the reason this happened. And I don't want to get into all the whatever information that's out there, but there's a lot of misinformation and that seems like that's getting around. So, uh, so what's kind of the dangers of that and how does that impact the people who are really suffering? Yeah. You know, part of the problem with misinformation is that everyone has a different idea of what's misinformation. True. true. You know, like someone was like, Oh, what they're sending and sharing out is, is, is not the right thing. And somebody else says that about somebody else. So no one really knows, right. It's all depending on what news source you're, that you're aligned with and what political party you're aligned with. Like there's so many factors that come into what we choose to influence our action and our actions are the things that we post online. And, you know, whether it's our cover photo or resharing a video or an article, um, but it also impacts the way that we relate to people that are in those situations, right? Like, whether you're on the side of Russians or you, you, you know, Ukrainians, like if you know someone who's Russian or Ukrainian or who has families in there, like our political stance could, could impact the way that we relate to them or our response to what they're going through. No, 100% agree with that. Uh, and I like how I put it right. Like think about our actions. Um, and I think, you know, on at least, uh, I hope we all have broad consensus that there are things that we all have to agree on, right? Like, we have to agree that we ought to pray and act to alleviate human suffering that's going to come as a result of war. We have to agree that we have to call out, you know, like evil motives when it comes to war. I don't think we're going to disagree there. But there are definitely things that, you know, like, just like you said, Jobin, right, like, such blame, blaming on one side or the other, it's almost like we become experts on a topic in the span of a Google search in one hour. And therefore, we feel like we have to share our opinions on everything. But the Bible calls us to be quick to listen and slow to speak, really think through perspectives. And I always wonder, I like how you put that, right? Like when we share on our social media, I sometimes wonder if one day when I stand before God, like he just goes through my social media posts and be like, look at how hate-filled, um, blaming how how much you criticize and finger-pointed on your brother and sister on the speck in their eye when you like ignored the plank on your own, right? Like I really do wonder right, when we think about what we say, do we 
make our social media things an extension of that. And not to say that we shouldn't use it to call things out, but I really think we we have to have the confidence that we're well informed before we speak a word and put something out there. I hope God doesn't look at my Twitter account. Man, you just make me feel so convicted right now. <laughs> like it's more about basketball, right? I'm probably criticizing a lot of different teams, but like the, you're right. What if God pulled up your old tweets, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would he find? Um, yeah. and, and that's an interesting thing. Like if God pulled up our social media accounts, like everybody's right. Would he look at things and be like, okay, why did you post this? Or did you really care about this cause? You know, or is this a bandwagon thing, right? Or what's your motive or agenda for posting this? Is it because you truly care about what's happening to people, you know, and there's an atrocity that's happening and whatever, or is there a political agenda behind it? Is there a, um, you know, whatever it may be, but I, yeah, I wonder if you would ever question our, our heart behind why we post things. I mean, that's just something I feel like, dude, that's convicting for me because I think that's something we all have to reflect on. Do you care about this because your political party is becoming loud and saying one thing and therefore you feel like you ought to post, uh, you know, in alignment with that? Or do you actually truly care about the issues that are actually going on with, with this war, right? And I think... That's just something for all of us. We need some self-inventory, you know, tonight. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the refugees and things like that, it's easy to kind of jump on the bandwagon. But when they're at your doorstep, would you take them in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now mm-hmm. everybody knows the color of the Ukraine flag because I see it in everybody's profile name and, and things like that. But would you take them in? Like, that's a really good question. Are you passionate because of politics? Are you passionate because you love your neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is the core root of why we should get behind and get educated on these causes, right? Yeah, and I think Jobin, you asked that question, right? Like why should we really care about the information that we put out there, right? Let's just say like a a popular opinion becomes extremely mainstream and leaders act based on that. That has, and especially if it's it's the wrong opinion, if it's a not well-informed opinion, if we act, based on that there is you know again this actually impacts actual people right this will actually lives are actually at stake and if we act in a manner that's not informed um it's just gonna get worse right so really thinking through like it it matters one of those things Jobin out of those two things that you said I feel like immediately I was thinking one of those leads to greater action than the other if it's a political alignment or a political motive or agenda and that's why you're posting or sharing or whatever your action is just you're just raising a banner about something right but if your motive is like truly about people then you are going to open that door for a refugee or you are going to seek out ways to support even people in our city that are have ties to either country out there and figure out what you can do to help them or help their loved ones, you know? So I, I think out of those two options, one of them definitely would should trigger a greater action. Yeah, and, and people have, you know, trigger fingers on, on their phone and then they start to tweet things and um, that they have, they love to share their opinion, but maybe they don't, there's not action. I, I read a article where I think the governor of Ohio and a couple different states have started to pull Russian vodka 
from liquor stores and banned them from selling it, right? And I thought it was interesting because it's it's been like a week since this has been going on. But now you think about the people that are impacted. Yes, we understand there's people in Ukraine that are getting bombed. There's also people in Russia that are getting impacted and they don't really want war to happen as well. There's people on both sides of this country, not to say it's a both sides issue. Don't come at us with these tweets. Okay. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? There's people and real lives at stake and we don't think about how it's going to hurt everybody on both sides of the missile, right? Your, your people are going to be affected. Yeah. And, and, and I think I, I like that too, Joe, because we, we talked a little about this in a previous episode is the way that we caricaturize everybody right and we we take these sort of broad generalizations and apply it to people and it's wrong whether we talked about it in a little bit of a political sense between you know democrats and, and republicans but even in this sense right like we may have a tendency to demonize russians for this conflict which is absolutely again um, a very incorrect and unchristian stance. You know, if we're called to, to pray for this conflict, I hope our prayers aren't just thinking about the Ukrainian suffering that's happening here, but all suffering, just like the Joy said, right? Are we, uh, are our prayers going to become political too? Or is it, again, are we going to go back to uh, caring about the actual issue of um, human suffering that's happening right now? Yeah, it's weird, right? Like now we look at our society, it's such a global culture, right? There's so many, and it's hard to pray about every single thing and think about every single person, but we have to really be um, conscious of who is being impacted. You know, I, I read some articles about even Africans and Indians and lots of people who are not white, not getting um, accepted at the border when they're, you know, trying to escape their country. And there's so many different cultures that are being impacted by this this action. And, and it's easy to see, you know, our, you know, what if that was me, right? And, you know, what if that happened in Chicago or Dallas or New York or whatever? Would you want the sympathy and the prayers and support and care and empathy from the world, right? You'd be hashtag pray for Chicago all the time. And I think about that, about our local problems. And I think, you know, there, there are things that we should all care about. But at the same time, like, I think we have to think outside of our bubble, right? And like, we have to care about the global church. So what, what can we do to really be more uh, loving to our neighbors, not just our local neighbors, but what can we do to love our global neighbors? No, that's a great question. And actually, I, I mean, I think Bajoy put it, you put it in a really good way. Um, there's maybe a, a lot of passion sometimes, but not enough conviction to carry it through to a tangible action. And I think in this case, you know, I hope at, at a broad level, some of us may just be called to pray, right? Like maybe that's the extent to which our hearts are moved. Some of us maybe beyond that, maybe to give. And again, if you're going to give, be well-informed in terms of where that money is, is going and how it's going to be impactful. And, and beyond that, some of us, you know, you, you feel this passion and maybe it leads to conviction, right? In this moment, a conviction to act in ways that maybe not many of us are going to be called to act, whether that is to open the door to the refugee, whether that is to go across the world to alleviate suffering with some of these organizations. Those are real things. And those are real convictions uh, put on you. And, and I think that's 
that's a great question to ask. How are we called to act? It's going to be different. And if you think that, um, you know, you're, you're called to do those things at different levels, be fine in just saying, hey, this is the extent to which my heart is moved and pursue that. And those that are uh, really feel that that call to really get deeply into this, that is really good. And I commend you. Uh, for it and don't waste that opportunity. Maybe it's something that God has placed on your heart that you ought to take. Also, it, it's important for even our listeners to know that like, you know, for us, this is convicting for us too, right? I mean, as we're talking about this and you guys are sharing, I'm going back and thinking about things of like what I've posted and what I've been passionate about and what what of those passions have led to some kind of action, right? So this is just as much for us too to think that, man, like, what are we doing? You know, we're, we're proclaiming ourselves as followers of Christ as well. And we've got these things that we're passionate about, but like, what actions are we actually doing? You know? Yeah. But I do want to say one thing too. I hope in a world where everything I feel like is divisive, even things like this become divisive too, right? Like sometimes a brother or sister that might feel more conviction that says, Hey, we all ought to be giving may have a tendency to demonize those that don't all the ones that feel like we ought to go overseas and open our doors to immigrants if we don't do that you feel like that demonization that judgment and really feeling like hey you're not christian if you don't do x y and z and i just want all our listeners to know too hey we're i mean between bejoy myself and jobin we're all on different boats in terms of how we're thinking about the information that's getting processed to us we're we might be different in terms of the speeds to which we respond and post on our social media and we're going to be different in terms of how we're convicted to act on this so i think there's things that we ought to have unity for and things that we have to have grace for to our brothers and sisters if they don't respond how you respond right if they don't align with your political views on this and if they don't act how you act we're all called to be different on this issue and guess what you're going to act differently on a different uh, convicting thing for your brothers and sisters as well so we're not all called to similar convictions we're all called to act differently so make sure that we keep unity despite all of this because our world is divisive yeah we're all called to love though right like i think we're all called to love Mm -hmm. in whatever format that is it's like it's okay if you didn't post you know, it's okay if you didn't donate or write a check, but um, yeah, I think there are some things we're all called to do, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Joe. And I, th- and I got a theme too for this podcast is and not this particular one, but everything is we just need to have more conversations. Like we cannot be so quick to push someone else's beliefs or viewpoints or, you know, something just because that's not what the mainstream believes, or that's not what social media is pushing or that's not what you believe like we need to go back to a place where we can have conversations knowing that they're going to differ absolutely and maybe through those differences we actually learn what tolerance and grace means right how do we love you can't just love those that you agree with right like even jesus said right like to love your enemy is the call that you're called as a christian to do so Jobin, back to your point right yeah we have to love our neighbor. We have to love our Ukrainian neighbors, our Russian neighbors, the Christians that we're going to disagree with on this one and the Christians that we're going to agree with on this one. But we're all called um, to love and, and even learning, just like you said, Bajoy, to, to love those that we differ with is something that's desperately needed. And just be prepared for the information to change, right? Like we live in such a world where you're going to hear something tomorrow morning. And by the time we publish this podcast, you're going to see something completely different. And I think, 
we started off this conversation about like even some people are very hesitant to share and post and some things because the news is changing. It's a constant cycle, right? And I, I don't think we wanted to share this because we wanted content about something that's hot and it's trending, right? I think it's important because there's people suffering. And, and I think about the cities that are getting destroyed and the people that are out there. I think it's so relevant when we talk about, hey, do we really care about restoring our cities? Then let's look at some of these cities and places in the world that are getting impacted and what should our responses be when that happens? We all care about our own communities, but we should be caring about the global community as well. So I think this is a really important conversation, which I think is going to evolve. And, and I just pray that it doesn't escalate in terms of this global landscape into World War III. I know we kind of half jokingly talk about it, but like, man, it's scary out there, right? And um, we see a lot of bad biblical takes on this too. You get a lot of these fringe conversations. So just be careful who you listen to, but it's just one of those things where, uh, do you care about your community? If so, let's really portray it the way Christ wants us to portray it and, and understand and learn uh, what the right information is if we can. And then act according to like how we, we should. And that's really caring for our neighbors. So guys, thanks for jumping on and just pray for the people in um, Eastern Europe and in just that part of the world and just for the safety of everybody who's involved. So for sure, man. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check us out at restoringourcity.org. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify to get the latest content. The Restoring Our City podcast is hosted by Jobin Varghese, Jesswin Thomas, and Bajoy Samuel. Graphics by Claire Skelly, Alexander Skowalski, and Teresa Studley. Our music is Jazzy Abstract Beat by Coma Media from Pixabay. Thanks again for listening.